Hello, you're listening to a spoiler-filled film conversation. Hooray! I'm gonna motherfucking arm wrestle you for the custody of my son and a truck. <laughs> what the fuck? Need some money. Yeah. Oh, hold on a minute. That song that you just did was far too energetic compared to the, <laughs> the fart saccharine, rock. sappy ballad shite rock shit. Oh, I'm already uh, upset. Yeah, don't hemorrhage yet, Jamie. Um... <laughs> Yes, hello, welcome to Spoiler Phil Film Conversation, hooray, hooray, um, I could barely muster hooray there, <clears throat> uh, anyway, which is probably the correct response for this episode, uh, I'm Richard, wave, 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 with me to get sweaty and muscly and power up the podcast is, uh, is our, uh, token woman arm wrestler, Abby. Hello. Uh, our giant python hero, Anthony. Hello. <laughs> and our <laughs> hairy mulleted bastard, <laughs> Jimmy. Fucking chugging engine oil over here. Hey, you want to fucking up? You want to go? <laughs> you want to fucking go? <laughs> um, no. <clears throat> Just here to, here to have a road-based meal. In the, in, the, in the roadside cafe <laughs> that we've come to. You made that sound like it was made out of roadkill or something. Mm, we, um, yeah. I was just thinking, if this was like, instead of truckers and arm wrestling, it was lorry drivers and playing peg or something. It'd be completely different. <laughs> just, in a, just in a fucking Texaco garage buying... Overpriced freezer sandwiches uh, and offer uh, fridge sandwiches and throw in a few coins at the wall. I was going to say, if it's lorry drivers and instead of arm wrestling, it's bowls. Yeah, sure. I remembered that there is a film about bowls called Black Ball and it's fucking awful. Yeah, but it's not about truck drivers. It's like this film. Lovely segue, that's it. Uh, back on track. We're here this week to talk about the film Over the Top. Wow, Whoa, it's going to be real fucking insane explosions and mad shit. It's going to be an over to the top movie. But it's mainly slightly, mildly exaggerated melodrama. <laughs> Whatever. But it's got fucking muscly dudes pressing their fists together. Whatever. Anyway. That's not how I'm wrestling with. <laughs> <laughs> You well, you sort of. Uh, well, I don't sure it works. They don't. They don't do it quite right. What's the what's sh- sh- like? Stallone's got this special move he does, where he yeah, re- I'm re- very dubious of his special move. Does he like regrip <laughs> over his thumb? <sighs> How many special moves can there be in arm wrestling? Even thumb wars, would... you can do more stuff in the thumb war than uh, <laughs> arm wrestling. I would think, yeah, I would think none would be the correct answer. I'm gonna get in my power stance. <sighs> if I prolapse my anus, it gives me just the power I need. Like I don't know. It seems to be mainly just if you taunt people and stuff, you going down, break, yeah. and fucking look like a sloth. <laughs> Fuck you. Just, just fuck you, loser. Anyway, Abby, weirdly, it was of it was your pick this week. Um, it's not weird when you when I explain why. Well, <laughs> please give the details of over the top because the title is a bit a- ambiguous. Um, 
it might, might, you know, and then the details, and then you could explain, explain yourself. Okay. Over the Top is from 1987. It was directed by Menahem Golan. It was written by Sterling Selefant, Sylvester Stallone, Gary Conway, and David Engelbach. And starred Sylvester Stallone, Robert Lozier, Susan Blakey, Rick Zumwalt, and David Mendenhall. The plot. Uh, a dying mother wants to reunite her posh boy son, who is 10, with his estranged father, a truck driver in the form of Sylvester Stallone. And it's about them bonding over a course of several negligent what? encounters on a road trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, mainly teaching a ten-year-old to drive. I mean, I don't think it's negligent. I mean, standing on the hard shoulder in arm wrestling practice is a bit stupid, but it's not like the end of the world. Uh, he also does throw his child into an arm wrestling competition with a random other kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he also arm wrestles whilst driving, and uh, yeah. does property damage slash breaking and entering. Ah, good point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's definitely a bit of a weird dad. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like, just to get this out of the way, I'm kind of on Robert Lozier's side for a lot of this film. There was... I I, I sort of agree, but there was a point where Robert Lozier's character had everything he wanted and then continued to pursue Sylvester Stallone as if he hadn't agreed to everything already. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Leave your son alone. I offer you a truck if you stay out of his life. Uh, I already am out of his life. I think that might just be that they forgot where they were in the script <laughs> and continued making more film. That could be. Anyway, we haven't got there yet. I just uh, we're so we're eager, I guess, to talk about this silly business. But Abby, I'm not. No, Jamie, you not interrupt <laughs> to say something just ended you. <laughs> Fucking eager beaver, mate. <laughs> I just want it all. Huh? Uh, right, Abby, sorry. Um, you were saying why you picked it, though. I read the words Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling movie with a cameo <laughs> by Terry Funk and got excited. Oh, uh, I assumed you were going to follow up with and then I switched channels and <laughs> never came back. Arm wrestling movie, I'm out. Sylvester Stallone, maybe I'm back in. Terry Funk, no, no. I was right to think not not watch this. Well, I mean, not the. I mean, what's Terry Funk good in apart from the wrestling ring? Obviously, the actual. Is he in Roadhouse? Yes. As like the same. Character yeah, the same. Pr- yeah, <laughs> Heavy. Hired goon. Mm. But Abby, you're you're a wrestling uh, fan, so any any wrestling. Act, any wrestler who does a bit of acting pricks your ears up a little bit. Not any wrestler, but it's a pretty long list. The Miz is not on it. <laughs> the Miz is not on it, and to be fair, The Rock is not on it. The Rock is not on it anymore. Like, fool me once, Rock, shame on me. But fool me twice, thrice, four times a lady. No thanks. What do you mean? Well, Jumanji is all right. Jumanji is all right, but how many Jumanjis are there compared to all the other pieces of shit Rock's been in? If anything, John Cena's been making a better go. I don't even like John Cena, and some of the films he he gets are getting better. He's he has definitely won me over with his peacemaker stuff. Hmm. I feel like The Rock 
could be doing that kind of stuff too, but he's too dedicated to just being wholesome, generic action man. hero star. Yeah, I feel like I don't know they all they all have good and bad. I mean, Dave Batista's done some some good stuff and some well crap rubbish. <laughs> he's so. mostly done good stuff. Like from a certain point on, he hasn't he's, gone back to the shit. He's in, he's in, like because Hulk Hogan kicked the door open for success as a as a wrestler come actor, and then other people have snuck in like Roddy Piper and stuff. But Dave Batista's probably been in the most financially successful because he's you know he's in a Bond film and he's got the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff and. You know, like yeah, I mean, he's also done, he's done the most like proper like actual like intense acting. Yeah, like he's I mean he's he's only got little parts in some of the big stuff like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I know, but Terry Funk like has done just rubbish when he was being an actor for a bit. <laughs> but that, that was enough, Fabi. Was it like oh that's uh, that, um, Stallone? Then is that that was that, are you a big Stallone fan as well or what? He can be good. I mean, he's... You, sorry. He's one of those ones where if you give him the right project, it's great. If you don't, not so much. Yeah, like Out the Gate with Rocky was pretty good. Like, you know, yeah. True. This guy, he's got something. Uh, but casual thumbs up for him being in it. Hmm. But this is very much, we are, you, you are coming along because what if it's Rocky, but with arm wrestling? I also had the show in mind. Everything about an arm wrestling movie with Sylvester Stallone and Terry Funk has this show written all over it. <laughs> yeah, we watched his. Yeah. We, we watched his um, Rocky movie, but it's a period drama about wrestling instead of boxing, didn't we? And that was um, a mixed bag. Mm. Weird water-based wrestling match with rain leaking rain into a wrestling ring that looked kind of cool, and there was a lot of nineteen well. Like early nineteen hundreds period drama kitchen sink shit as well. But um anyway, they were not here to talk about that. This film, you were like, This might be good for the show. Let's make everyone suffer by watching <laughs> sweaty, muscly men sweat while we're all we're all currently de- recording this during a heat wave, so yeah, we can basically sweat along with every scene, can't we? I see where I see where Abby was coming from, because just, just the connotations of a film called Over the Top about arm wrestling with Sylvester Stallone conjures up so many images and ways yeah. it could have gone. And yet, this is the film that it was. Yeah, do you know what None that is? None of them were fulfilled. Yeah, that's called, that's called false advertising. <laughs> yeah, I think the film you imagine in your head is better than the film they fart out, isn't it? The film you imagine in your head happens for about five minutes in the last thirty minutes of the film. Yeah. So Anthony, you'd not come across you'd not seen this before, have you heard of it? Oh, I've heard of it. It's like it's I think it's probably got a bit of a cult status, I think. Uh, in general. And an ironic enjoyment fan base. Yes. And uh, well what I was expecting was I, a a cheesy action film adventure, perhaps, with a little bit of melodrama. But <laughs> it ended up being a melodrama with a little bit of cheesy action and <laughs> adventure, I suppose. I think it was, a glor- it was essentially a glorified episode of Highway to Heaven. 
Okay, interesting pull. What <laughs> did, did there a lot of arm wrestling in Highway to Heaven? No, but like it's if you say melodrama to me, and I think yeah. instantly Highway to Heaven. Sure, it, it it was very much a. It was more of a family movie than the other sports adjacent movies that Sylvester Stallone has done. It's very much, uh, which was weird actually, as I was talking to Abby about before about this and how, even though it's sort of a for kids movie, it's like why would it, kids don't want to watch a film about getting on with your dad that you didn't know? You don't want to watch a film about your dad and you bonding. You want to watch, you know, about being a frog who fires lasers or a fucking, you know, be having superpowers or something, fighting putties. You don't want to watch fucking a kid. Driving with his dad, getting on, Who cares. That's lame. <laughs> but it is it's sort of a family movie. I don't really know who it's for. Like, are there a lot of arm wrestling fans in the world? They seem to have enough to put on a a championship in Vegas. Anyone know any famous arm wrestlers? There are apparently loads of them in this. So I'm trying to trying to think. This is this this is one of the things that confused me a little bit because like, it, and I you know, uh, usually I, I go and look up a bunch of like trivia and background about a film, um, but I didn't really for this one because it's shit. And <laughs> but usually like a bad film gets me to do more background research because I'm more interested in like. This this is terrible. How and why did people put the time, money, and effort into this, and how did it come out like this? Um, but this one is so like it's so bland for the majority of the film that I just checked out. So I don't know if there is actually like arm wrestling fanatics around the world. Yeah, I mean, surely, there must be. There's I mean, bound to be, but at the same time, they're not as bankable as boxing fans, so yeah. they're not as numerous. Like, you can't, like, you're not going to... I wouldn't even look if two people were arm wrestling in a restaurant. If they were, like, <laughs> arm wrestling, I'd be like, I think I'll just eat my chips or whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I think it's... it's the uh, The British analogue would be Rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it would be like televised darts competitions. Oh, get him! Get he's not too old, is he? Darts. Oh, this would <laughs> this format would work as well, like fat truck driver dad. Yeah, exactly. He's really good at darts. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that massive guy with the the spectacular mullet? Who was like the fucking star of darts oh, in the yeah. UK? I mean, there's so many. That's the great thing about darts is they're all just. Uh, cauliflower-eared, red-eyed boozers, <laughs> and they're all like champions, with <laughs> like like uh, Toby Jug faces. Yeah, <sighs> fucking you know, hell, like beetroot red. <laughs> oh, God. But that's it. That's exactly the like level it would be on. Oh, I really yeah, they even have some of the gimmicks in that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like almost professional wrestlers, but not really. What mm. would you call it? Like Bullseye the movie, or One Hundred and Eighty, or something. Well, <laughs> I used to watch Bullseye all the time when I was Oh, no, kid. no. Double Top. Fucking <laughs> 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 Double Top, the movie, that'd be good. I mean, I suppose um, 
I already mentioned it a little bit ago, but I guess Black Ball would be a, a similar... Ah, but though, that's but... not, like, manly stuff. That's just, what if someone... Who's, that's true. Instead of wearing whites on the bowling green and being an old person, what if he was less old and wore, like, <laughs> Reeboks claws or something? Like, I like saw that. I saw that film in the cinema. It's not a badge of pride, Jimmy. It's not, no, I know it's not. I saw it on VHS, so oh. I'm one less down the pecking order than you. No, I uh, think you're one of us. Oh, yeah, Because <laughs> you didn't go and see it yeah. in the cinema. <laughs> I had, you had blue balls waiting to see it. You're like, oh, I, just, <clears throat> I can't wait. And then, no, it's just shit. It's let me down. I know how else am I going to express my love for bo- bo- old people bowling and... Um, Johnny movies. Vegas in, in a film. Don't worry, I can watch uh, Sex Lies of the Potato Man instead. Hooray! Yeah. <laughs> right, anyway, but uh, Jamie, had you heard of or seen this before? Um, I'd heard of it. S- similar to Anthony, I think this is one of those... Uh, I think I think we've because we're all around the same age and have been on the internet basically forever at this point. Um and are all film nerds, so I've all probably frequented like similar sites about like bad or forgotten movies for the last few decades. Mm-hmm. Um so and this is one of those films that is always talked about in those circles. Um but yeah, I'd never actually like I'd never seen it. I'd heard it was bad. I'd heard that like Sylvester Stallone himself didn't like wasn't proud of it or like No. It's because it's, um, it had the elevator pitch of someone high on cocaine trying to milk Stallone's career. Rocky, for... but with arm wrestling. Yeah. yeah what um, else can we do, guys? What about what else is masculine and can have a sports movie? Um, uh, uh, boxing. He already did one. Um, uh, um, uh, throw in shoes, horseshoes. What's that called? <laughs> no, that's that's rubbish. What do it's proper just men horseshoes, do? Link. Horseshoes, shoe in. Oh, that could be the title of the film, anyway. Chew in. Ah. in. Uh, right, anyway. But, the, but this was um, just, like, terrible, like, cash-in idea yeah. that they went so, with. But, yeah, I'd never seen it. Um, I, and I am, I think, like like Abby said, I am a Stallone fan when he's in the right thing, and, like, when he gives a shit about whatever it is he's making. I think Stallone gets, like, unfairly lumped into and Arnold Schwarzenegger as well, like they get there's, fairly there was, yeah, they're very lumpy men. They're very but, um, lumped up. It's got lots of lumps all over him, but um, they always like this. So many jokes about how bad an actor like Arnold Schwarzenegger is, or Sylvester Stallone is, or whatever. But like, not really. Like in in like definitely at times, but they they both have like genuinely great performances every so often and Stallone in particular especially like when he was starting out like Rocky or First Blood um they're not like, they're not the cliche jokes people make them out to be yeah they're not fucking Chuck Norris or, no, f- or, or Steven, Steven Seagal or Steven Seagal yeah no. um so you're, ha- you're happy to watch a film with him in because you like him enough. yeah and he's I think he's a good like he's a genuinely good writer, and again, when he gives a shit, he's a good director and actor. Um, he but was I sleeping, think this... sleepwalking through this a bit, wasn't he? Oh, <laughs> I think this film 
is the one peak whenever people who don't like Sylvester Stallone imagine him acting, this is what they're imagining is <laughs> this film. It's just him going <laughs> and then and then at some point screaming or whatever. Uh, if I was to make a case for terrible acting, I would be bringing up Tango and Cash probably. That would be my yeah. Even like that shit, you know, nineties Judge Dredd film. He's he's trying in that film, even though it's rubbish and it completely misunderstands Judge Dredd. He's at least like doing something in it. Whereas well, in this, he's just he's not face fucking checked out for the majority of the film. And all I don't blame him. No, <laughs> like I, that's not really an indictment on him. Because I don't like, think I, I don't think anyone can make this plot work really. The plot, I felt bad for the kid because the kid is the only person in this film who's trying to act this could be i want I, I could get a career if this goes well and it's like yeah. oh kid it's an arm wrestling film it's not it doesn't matter I how good you do maybe because even robert Lozier, who's like a, a such a such a big loud man in everything he's in he's a good villain as well so it's a good idea to cast him as your antagonist yeah but like there's only like two or three scenes in this where he is actually like Robert Lozier. <laughs> for the rest of it, for the rest of it, he's just like everyone else. He's just kind of sort of flopping around and like he's not. Doesn't. It's so clear that nobody's invested Rip. in this. I would say uh, the kid and uh, the guy. What's his name? Rick Zumwalt. The yeah, he's really going for it. The only th- the only issue with uh, Rick Zumwalt that I had um, in this film in particular is he's kind of got the uh, the Paul White like the Big Show problem oh, yeah. of well, the bald got... head and the mustache. No, 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 he's got too friendly a face. Ah, to be and it's villain. really hard to find him actually intimidating. Well, at the end, he isn't a villain. He's like, oh, well done. Is he? I thought he just disappears after he loses. He's like, well, he's, like he's, he's a bit sore about it, but he does do the whole well done. He should disappear, but the thing is, he's awkwardly attached to Sylvester Stallone's hand. <laughs> yeah, right. doesn't make it hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It, yeah, it just, I couldn't, I can't buy him as like an antagonist because he just looks like he's too nice of a man. Um, but he is like he's trying, and he's at least you know enjoying it. There are a few like, back, like lo- a lot of the like big sweaty men who are arm wrestlers in this film. I suppose they're doing something with it. Like they're all fucking screaming and sweating and shouting, Cut, and, and they do great promos as well. Well, you say great, Abby. <laughs> they do promos. I'll say that much. No, I mean, but yeah, they're, they're not... so natural on camera, and they speak well. I guess because they're actual arm wrestlers they've got in, right? Yeah. That's, or just bodybuilders, I don't know. That's actually, I guess we'll get to it a bit later, but that's something I did want to talk about, is there is a, there is a sequence or a, a style that this film does later on that it doesn't do at any of the point in the movie, but that I do quite like, where it suddenly pretends that it's a documentary or something. And I love with uh, Sylvester Stallone's bits rather than the other guy's, it's almost like a Chris Guest mockumentary, the way yeah. he's speaking and what he's saying. Yeah. It's bizarre. I was like, where's the, why wasn't the rest of the film like this? What's happening? 
Yes, yeah, suddenly, now that we're in the championships, uh, the press are in charge of the movie. So it's a bit like a proper competition. Uh, so, Abby, do you want to tell us a little bit about the setup of this film and the, the young man who's fresh out of... <laughs> the setup to this film. I mean, there literally is. It's not that funny. <laughs> yeah, that's every there film is a truck a driver. He's... The intercut, a truck driver trucking his truck. Trucking his truck, yeah. And a kid, a child coming out of military academy and seemingly graduating. Very confused by that. Well, it's a summer camp thing, right? It's not like a... He's not in the army now. No, it's oh, very it's expensive. A... Oh, I think it's a... It's not a summer camp. It's like a. It is. As a, he's graduating from like a military school. Wasn't he like fucking eleven or something? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's ten, right? Is he? Yeah. This 10, is why is I'm he? confused. How old is this kid? That is, is a... not a teenager. No, that's a... an end of year thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's not graduating as in like okay, ten year old. You're in the army now. Like it's no. it's, it's, it's like. <laughs> Graduated from a particular year, I think he'll be going back, you know, to continue. Plus, his family, Robert Lozier's side of the family, are rich, so it is a kind of privileged boy, yeah, thing to do. It's a very, yeah, it's a very like rich boy, go to military school, and you know, and he's learned to become a formal dickhead who's ungrateful and cold, and um, yeah, just a little bitch, like a little um, impolite. Because there's fair enough. Like this kid has not seen his dad before, is it? And he's not expect. Like, he's basically expecting to get a limo ride back to his mum's house or something, isn't he? Yeah. Yes, I, I think. Sorry, what I was going to say was the mum did not think this through. She didn't nope. tell the kid he was going to be picked up by his dad, who he's never seen. She only rang the military academy. She didn't even tell her own dad, grandpa who has been instrumental in raising this boy. Well, what I can understand not telling happened? not telling your father because he doesn't like your uh, ex-husband or whatever. But let's cut her some slack. She's dying of something. Don't, don't know what. <laughs> oh, oh, All right. So she's, she's presumably thinking, oh, I might not survive the surgery or I might not recover or I'm definitely going to die. Um, for some reason, I've received letters from my ex-husband, who seems super nice, but absent. That's the main problem, is he's he's a father who's not there, but for no good reason. And I've got the letters from him all these years, and I've not been passing on the ones to my son, because I'm an evil queen from a Disney movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> even though I'm like a little wilting Diana-type character on the phone. Um, like, I don't understand why she keeps the letters from her son. And you're right, Abby, there's no reason to not, like, clue in your son that your dad's going to give you a lift home. Maybe man up a bit and try and talk to him and get to know him a bit, seeing as um, he's a good guy, really. We don't really know. Do we know why he's... Is he a good guy, though? No. No. Stallone Stallone (laughs) plays it like he's a perfectly reasonable, kind-hearted man, which is not the character brief, because the character brief is shithead truck driver who hasn't been there for his son. But he's, he's still like... have a heart of gold, but he is not safe for that child. The fact that she's entrusting him with their son, presumably like permanently once she dies, seems most of short-sighted for her. 
Um, and and yeah, we never get the reason why he like abandoned them. But he but he does say he had good reasons, and she says he had good reasons. But we just don't know. But we never know what those good reasons are. <laughs> Even when he gets asked directly, he doesn't yes. say. His, his penis was chopped me. off, and the marriage couldn't work anymore. She's a really horny oh, housewife, okay. and he's like, you know, pathetic and as a captain. chronically impotent. Yeah, who like just um, I'm gay. That's it. Not that that's equatable, <laughs> but it was just never going to work because he kept sleeping with truck drivers. And uh, he, the reason he was a truck driver is he was doing like a U.S. wide glory hole tour. Uh, and she he just is getting a lot of road head from strangers and she's worried about getting yeah. an STD or something um can we before we properly get into the film can we talk about this fucking theme song um what can you say it's, it's shit I would I absolutely don't remember a single thing about it that's In it you're right Anthony it, it is just we are our hearts are open. Oh, you can, are you reading the this? Line I remember. Are you remembering this? No, I remember that. And I remember it because the singer, I don't, I'm not sure what the name of the singer is, and I, I don't want to blame the singer specifically, necessarily. It may not be their fault. But their singing is bad. <laughs> this, like, it's, it's off. Like, it isn't in the right... Like, it's not consistently in the same key as the song, and it's really, like, strange. It's bad, but it, a lot of it just washed over me in a kind of, what is this crap? Like, just inappropriately tacky, lame 80s songs. And I was quite excited, because it said, like, soundtrack by uh, Giorgio Moroder. Yes! And, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I thought, like, oh, this, that could be really good. But, like, yep. apart from like, maybe one scene, uh, like, it was all just, like, like, cheesy soft rock from the 80s. Yeah. Awful. And it was like they thought the lyrics meant something relevant to the plot, but oh god, it just shut up. It's just horrible. It's just torture. Oh, so the yeah, the singer Robin Zander, He's the he's the lead singer of Cheap Trick, and like, well, don't so the day job. That's Excuse what I mean, though. Like, it's not that he's necessary. Like, he's not a bad singer if he's in, especially in the eighties when like. If you're in like a head metal rock band, you have to be able to like sing. But like, I don't know if it's just that he was just given the wrong instructions, or him and uh, Moroder just didn't like click musically. But like his actual vocals on the song are fucking bad, and it like, and the fact that that's like the first song you hear in the film. You want something? Just, you want something um, kind of a bit more? to G you up and make you feel oh this is over the top yeah like we want it to be over the top and like um, I don't know it's no fucking convoy anyway I'll say that much previous uh, previous episode uh, Robin Zander sang the ending theme to rock and roll with Debbie Harry well if anything should have been a bad omen uh, I I mean, I think it's just like everything else of this film. Uh, Xander singing that song probably did not give a shit because he <laughs> saw the film before they fully finished it and was like, oh, God. Well. <laughs> Don't need to hand in my best stuff. <laughs> yeah, I can sleepwalk through this because apparently everyone else is. Yeah. 
Um, no, so there's a missed opportunity to add something to this film. Uh, so the main the main takeaway I had from the start of this is um, it's fine for the kid to be distant from his dad. Uh, there's they've got reasons. They've all got fucking reasons. Uh, the kid is a bit like hmm, he keeps calling him sir and being real formal with Stallone, <laughs> who's turned up. Oh, I love the the thing I did like. So you're a truck driver, working man, you know, trucker caps and uh, double denim and stuff. Um, and then you come into the formal setting of military school to okay picking up the sun, and you have a denim blue shirt with a clip on tie. <laughs> I did like that look. <laughs> I like the formal trucker look. Uh, and I I appreciate the joke, even if it is a little bit shrug. <laughs> like it's not hilarious, but it is. It's a touch that I enjoyed. That's the end of me saying good things. Um, the kid is an hobbit, and. They, they are, so you know juxtaposition is good. We need a bit of something to like. They can't get on from the beginning, otherwise we've got no drama and story at all. So him being like, hmm, "Why weren't you there for me?" and then his cab is full of um, pictures of the of him, and he's like, "Why have you got pictures of me? You've never phoned or talked. You sent letters, and you've never phoned. You've never gone. Hmm, I've never had any responses to these letters. I guess I won't investigate why, um, <laughs> but I'll still stay on good terms with the mum despite having split up. Anyway." Like, the kid is, like, disinterested and thinks his cab is a shithole, and he's a like, slightly snooty boy as well, right? Because he's privileged. Um, mm. But he, so he's full-on dickhead, and we go, oh, you go, okay, you know, these people are from opposite worlds. The father and son, the kid is not interested. This is potential. And then the kid is like, sir, please let me out. I'm going to now get out of the car and run across the freeway, <laughs> nearly killing well, he myself. Says, he says he feels sick. But but why not then, wait until yeah. you're like you go with the go on the journey a little bit till you're somewhere like in this like you can pull over safely and run into the suburbs and like you know. yeah you'd think he'd have some discipline considering where he's just graduated from just some just be smart enough. you've sat in the car long enough or the truck long enough wait till I guess he wants to get out now while it's closer to where he's from speculate away. What is the thinking? Like, literally, if I don't get out sooner, I'm so sick of Sylvester Stallone, the friendly truck driver who wants me to be his son, and I'm not having it because I feel I've got all my kid emotions about how hurt I am. I well, know. the problem is that this script is likely like a first draft. <laughs> but it just, um, what, like, so, like, Sylvester Stallone and him are in danger crossing this road. He tears the sleeve off of his particularly cheap military uniform. That's tears it both later. Makes him look like a tough guy. Tough guy, yeah. <laughs> military but cut off sleeves. Fucking hard. Although you would definitely get in trouble in the military if you've turned... You can't be in your dress uniform with your sleeve ripped off. What is this? It's not Adam's yeah. house. He also only wore that jacket for about five minutes because it's really yeah. hot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, it's like... Oh, fucking get a, get your ass back in! Don't wait. Well, he's pretty reasonable. He's very much taking the softly, softly approach because he knows he doesn't overstep. If he acts like a dick to this kid, the kid's gonna run away. But the kid does run away. So, uh, to me, in a way, I think it'd been better if Stallone had been more of a prick, and the kid had been yeah. forced on the journey. And uh, the, 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 if the kid had stayed reluctant all the time, and then eventually the kid had, if they'd have kind of met halfway more, like. The dad stops being so much of a prick, 
the kid lightens up a bit yeah. and they meet well, in the middle instead of I'm being a perfectly reasonable dad after 10 years of neglect, you know? He also That's... needed the counterpoint of the granddad actually having some character motivation. If he was a real obstacle between the two of them, them trying to bond would have been a lot more interesting and compelling. Yeah. But he was he was just this guy. You didn't even yeah. know if he was a good or a bad grandpa. He's just rich, so you hate him, because uh, <laughs> Stallone is a working-class man, and Robert Lozier is a businessman who looks down on him because he's a working man. It's like, he could have fucking hit this guy's... This kid's mum, for all we know, we don't learn anything. Why, yeah, do, why never, doesn't Robert Lozier like him, other than he's a well, no-good, dirty trucker? I don't want him tainting my grandson. The other problem with it as well is that, like, Stallone's character, Lincoln... Hawks. Be, uh, or Hawk. Yeah, Lincoln Hawk. I think it's Hawk, but they say Hawk and Hawks interchangeably throughout yeah. the film. Oh, um, Hawks. Yeah, go on. But uh, I think it's, like... He like he doesn't really have an arc himself. Like he doesn't, he doesn't really change. Yeah, that's but the, the film does sort of pretend he has it because, it's like, the, at some point they maybe realised he hasn't. Because he's, he, like, he's too nice. It's a real he's too good. He's a real. It's a real shallow film of if I just win, that's fine. It's yeah. an American. If you're number one. I guess that's all right then. Well, the that's the 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 issue with the like the biggest issue for me that I had with the film is that shallowness because part of what is so like fucking gracing about all of these terrible fucking soft rock love songs that constantly play uh, through the whole film and will oh god is that there it's really like because there's no artfulness to the way it's like presented those songs are used to like tell you what you're supposed to be feeling at a particular point like in some cases literally the lyrics are telling you what the scene is supposed to be because it isn't because it hasn't been directed well um and it's just this completely like fucking flat emotionless it's just like it's so limp. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 weak. Uh, Anthony, did you have any uh, like or dislike of this kid and uh, his plight with his dad? Did you pick up any details we've missed about why any of this is happening and what, who we should root for? Uh, nothing new, but the thing that kind of grated me was how. <laughs> There was a scene where, like, uh, the grandfather has his, like, lawyers in. Yeah. And, and they're all telling him, like, oh, no, there, there's no way we, we could ever win this custody case. And I was just like, really? I mean, first of all, like, he's literally only known his dad for a couple of days. Yeah. He's a trucker. He's got, like, no money, a seemingly no place to live. Yeah. You're a super rich guy who's been his guardian for ten years. How can you possibly lose the custody back? I, I you, will say uh, no, but also they got rich guy lawyers as well, which will be better. Even if they weren't the right choice, the rich guy lawyers would win, right? Well, 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 rich. If, come on. If if 
the uh, Alex Jones trial has taught uh, me anything, it's that no matter how rich you are and how much you pay for your lawyers, you're not necessarily going to get good ones. Oh, I'd love to see Robert Lozier's text messages to everyone. <laughs> Sometimes you're so in the wrong, nothing's going to help. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I agree. Um, well, but... go on. At that point where that happened, they may have been correct because he hasn't demonstrated that he is psychotic yet. But not no, long after I... that, he does. And they had every chance of winning a custody case then. They didn't even need to talk to him again. They could just be like, okay. At the point where that scene happened, it could have gone either way because we didn't yet know that Sylvester Sloan was crazy. <laughs> but if they just waited a little bit, he would have perfectly demonstrated that he is the terrible guardian for a 10-year-old boy. And yes. they would have won hands down. Just a few <laughs> photographs of him uh, letting his kid drive a truck on the road. Yeah, or making him wrestle when he doesn't want to in public. <laughs> Getting him killed on the motorway. Um, yeah. Ooh, I was more from a like, financial kind of view. Like, I I can't outright state that he doesn't have a place to live. Like, I'm it kind of assuming. But again, you know, he, he clearly can't support him as well as his grandfather can. But he and li- he's up. literally only been in his life for two days at this point. He spunked him up, though. That's the thing. He spunked it. It's your problem. Mm-hmm. You're right, though. The, the grandfather seems to have been there as a, as a secondary guardian as well as the mum. It's all very, like, this could easily, yeah, it could all be fixed with some details. Like, the the mum, we don't don't know the mum or Stallone's relationship with each other other than there's a picture of them married, and then the relationship didn't work out for some reason. Stallone has been an absentee father, and so, yeah, it is just like, okay, yes, he should be the guardian, but the grandfather could just be like, we raised him. And the other thing, the film also has it resolved where Stallone does give up the kid anyway. Yeah, I know. It doesn't, like, there's nobody seems to be acting particularly consistently <laughs> because they're all like, do you want the kid? Yeah. Well, you can't have him. Okay. Is the what kid okay, okay with that? You're... The What's kid happening? is okay with it. I don't know. And then, yeah, like the weird thing for me is they kept pursuing Stallone. I guess uh, the thing was the kid having got to like his dad a bit, which we will talk about in more detail, he then runs away from his mansion-based life to go meet his dad, and he fucking steals... Uh, now that he's taught to drive, having had lessons at the roadside, to drive a truck, which... Oh, well, we'll come back to that. And there's also no way that kid could have got all the way to Las Vegas without any problem. I, nobody saw and stopped a ten-year-old boy yeah. driving a car. No one. Also, the fucker can't even reach the pedals. Could he in like a truck? He couldn't. Could he? I. So. No. Exactly. He. But like, where are they supposed to be? Like, where does Robert Loge's character live? Does he live in LA? Does it ever establish? That's what I assumed. This is sort of a bit of a job down to Vegas, isn't it? Quite a drive. Enough to think that he would have. It's enough to think he should have took. He took a plane. He drove to the airport, right? And he left the he left yeah. the truck. He oh, stood all yeah. there. It took them three days oh. to drive down the truck. Fuck. <sighs> what are you saying, Anthony? I'm saying he. he... All right, fair enough. He drove. He stole the car. 
we we established that he learned to drive. Yeah. But somehow he managed to pay for a plane ticket that no one He's rich, I questioned. Pre nine eleven. There was a yeah, point sure. where he just get on the plane. There was a point where he was hiding in the luggage. Yeah. And the implied <laughs> the implied off screen scene that happened was like some flight not flight attendant, but um airport attendant was just not looking and threw a kid onto the conveyor belt not knowing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean comedy... So he threw in the cargo home, so he's dead. <laughs> he died, yeah. Just just gets shot out by in in a in tied to and a handbag. Somehow his grandfather and all his goons managed to get to Las Vegas before him. They get everywhere before everywhere. Whenever anyone travels, <laughs> Robert Loja's already there preemptively. <laughs> Go on, sorry, yeah. Were you going to say they talk to Stallone before they find him, right, or something? Well, yeah, I mean, they've already set up in the hotel um, before the kid even arrives at the... Like, there's no way you can get there faster than an airplane, right? Yeah, but the kid doesn't know the way. Yes, he's, le- he's only just learned to drive. Maybe it takes him a long time no, to like, find the airport. they're waiting for him at the, at the airport. Yeah. It's impossible, yeah. Um, they they overtake him at some point, don't they? <laughs> Without Robert Moser teleports like the fucking Undertaker in this film. He does. <laughs> but this is, so, um, I guess this, going back to the bonding of uh, reluctant child-father relationship thing, uh, so Hawk is trying to be a reasonable dad. You have to go on the journey with me. We'll do a little stop at a, a we'll stop. We'll st- we stop at like a roadside uh, cafe or whatever, and you can make a phone call. We both talk to your mum, so you can see I'm not just a paedophile kidnapper. And she'd be <laughs> like, "Yeah, just be with your dad." <laughs> Fucking hell, I'm dying. I have no agency. Yeah, and then it's like. Oh, yeah, we don't even know why the mum chose, like, was it just like a crisis of conscience? Yeah, what, what was it? It's just just a couple of little conversations here and there could have made all of this make sense. A sense that she's, she's nobody in the film as well. Like, she literally is in the film to die. I would like maybe if she was happy for her grandfather. Her grandfather obviously entitled to raise the boy and influence his life. And uh, presumably has business connections as well as military ones that uh, he can. He, the kid can be set up into quite a privileged life. Maybe the mum wants to round the kid's edges off a little bit with his real dad and uh, and and stuff. But uh, give us something to give us something to suggest the mum has motivation to stop the child being raised by his perfectly fine grandfather, who's a bit, you know, a bit close-minded about truck drivers. But admittedly, it's a truck driver who hasn't been there for his daughter. Mm. Yeah, again, we never find out why Robert Loggia's character is apparently bad. Or he always whatever. disapproved like, of just... him. That's it. That's it. Yeah. About him dealing drugs. Dealing drugs. Um, yeah, like uh, like the kid accuses him of like dealing drugs, and then Sylvester Stallone says something like, "You know, you know, you shouldn't believe everything you hear." And that's kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually steroids, yeah, and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like a, me and my friends at the Gold Gym. Gold's Gym were like doing steroids for arm wrestling. It's not really what you think of as drugs. Yeah, a bit of explanation would be go a long way. But you're right, Jamie. She's basically there to wilt and die. And uh, But before that, though, the kid has to be won over, doesn't he? So he's been a bit of a prick and judgmental of Stallone. And his, I mean, Stallone's ripped and the kid's like, 
oh, you can't have steak, it's unhealthy. Let's have yeah. shitty tuna meals or whatever, is it? Yeah, it, like, it would be one thing if his dad was more of a typical trucker type who is, like, the more of the, like, strong fat build, where, like... Yeah, slob, it's but a, it's a guy farmer's like, uh, Yeah, like, late 80s professional wrestler, like, clearly yeah, yeah. strong and, like, healthy in a way, but also with, like, a layer of fat over everything and kind of doughy, just, you know. But, no, he's fucking 0% body fat. It's the Italian stallion, Rippling muscles. Yeah, and he's like, mm, should be in some more lean proteins, I think. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you on about? Look at him. Can we do a quick bout of fantasy casting? Because the only person I can think of who fit that brief is Bam Bam Bigelow. I'm not sure he's quite right. <laughs> Trucker Bam Bam, that'd be good. I can kind of imagine him. I can imagine him having a shitty broken marriage, but having a child. <laughs> actually, he's a great dad. Who knows? Let's not. Speak I can. Im- well, yeah, but I can imagine any professional wrestler having a shitty broken marriage. <laughs> the film. It wouldn't be good casting, but I think uh, Lex Luger on the Lex Express being a shitty dad. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to convince his son that he's a good guy, just driving in an all-American flag-draped bus between wrestling gigs. <laughs> now I'm just thinking, like, all... I I wish this film was exactly the same, except instead of Sylvester Stallone, it was Macho Man and Randy Savage, and he was in full character the entire time. <laughs> and then that uh, there's a lot of subtext in the Miss Elizabeth relationship then, and you go, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I can see why the granddad does not want Macho Man to raise his son. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just teaching him to play baseball, because that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. Over the top. Over the top. Cream rises to the top. <laughs> the cream <laughs> rises over the top. That's what you call me. <laughs> no, anyway. Um... Thank you. That was worth it. Right, but <laughs> speaking of speaking of wrestlers, Abby, what was the wrestler type name of the mulleted man who comes up all roidy magoo behind Stallone oh, to challenge him to the first arm wrestle? Bull something, but his like, real name's Bob. I thought his name was Smasher. Pounder oh, sorry, you meant, you, sorry, you meant that bit earlier on. Yes, Smasher, uh, a local arm wrestling fiend who wants to prove he has a very large dick <laughs> by beating. Our hero. With to death in his penis. Oh, arm wrestling. Also, his name is Smasher, which for a bunch of British people has a very different connotation. If someone's going around to various truck stops offering a smash. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to me, I would have quite liked it to have been a wrestler and it to have been Smash from Axe and Smash. Like the team demolition come in, and I would have went there. Here comes the axe, here comes the smash. That should have kicked in straight away. Instantly better theme tune. And that, like, just two dudes in bondage gear with face paint being like, You want to fucking go? You want to arm wrestle? And then Stallone be like, I mean, if I have to. And then arm wrestling one, then the other, beating both of team demolition. That would have, that's what would have made it. That's my casting wrestling wise. All I can think of is Bobby Heenan comes in, rigs it somehow. All I I can think about now is William Regal's original gimmick when he started in the WWE. Oh, when he's like the manly man. Man, he's a man, such a man. Yeah. 
I think what we're saying is this is the first time we've watched a film where it genuinely would have been better if wrestlers had played all the parts. Yeah. <laughs> and it just we we already can envision it better. But yeah, this is this basically establishes oh my dad's sweaty and muscly and all of the all of the guys in this all these trucker hat wearing sweaty men gather around and place bets on arm wrestling as if it's interesting <sighs> at all. And then he he always quite strong and he has one good attribute beyond keeping a, a truck straight on the road. Um. So yeah, that's some um, that oh I intrigue for this child I guess. Why is Stallone's right arm significantly bigger than his left arm? Because <laughs> he's not a crab. He's the only one he works out. He's not a crab though, is he? He's a human. <laughs> yeah, he's in those outside the truck exercises. Oh my god, He's that got little one... montage of them exercising was the funniest yeah. part of the film to me. Just in the, in the sunset, practising arm wrestling, pulling the special lever thingy in the car, in the truck. Doing fucking push-ups in jeans and a t-shirt outside, just... Yeah, you've got to have a montage. Oh, there's... We haven't even talked about this yet, and I'm not sure if if it's actually come up, if it's happened in the film yet, but the jeans and the t-shirt reminded me. He has a fucking, where he switches into beast mode, where he's t- uh, turning his cap around. Like, uh, like uh, yeah, the, the Chris Guest moment when he's explaining it, it's like, yes. it's like I've become a different person. Yeah. Uh, I turn the head, it's like a switch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a switch on the machine, you know? <laughs> God, it's like a guidance it. counselor, like turning a chair around and putting his cap back yeah. just to do a little rap for the kids about <laughs> not doing drugs or something. Kid. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> so that's the thing. If you want to be, it, t- it teaches children. If you want to get really good, if you're serious about arm wrestling, uh, then turn your cap backwards and do that little thing with your hand where you do an extra wrap around, and then do that. The only other thing he does, he does his little pull back and slam if he's going to win. He does, it is, I mean, speaking about wrestling, I know we, we very frequently uh, compare everything we talk about to professional wrestling, but he does basically have a magic finishing move in the same way that like pro wrestlers do, where like, yeah. no, 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 because of the specific way this particular person does a neck breaker, it's much more devastating than a regular one. <laughs> like, or, you know, the, the rock bottom, which is kind of just a basic slam, but because he does it with, or the, the people's elbow, he does it with such flair that it just knocks them unconscious. <laughs> like, um, that's what he has because he does this thing with his fingers. Yeah. He has, that becomes a devastating move. Like, there's no reason for him to be better than anyone else because there's more muscly and more equally yeah. people who've done it longer or have done it. I don't know. There's nothing. The Canadian one talks about technique and how that takes experience. I'm sure there is. Like, I'm sure there's, if you do it enough, you figure out a way to, like, bend your arm in a specific way or engage specific muscles at the right time or whatever. But, like. They didn't make a big enough deal of this being his first tournament as well. Rocky. Yeah. They need like a Rocky Four thing where they have a really bad dude, like who's a foreigner maybe, and he's like taking he's having like have just a fucking big Russian dude who's 
I mean, it doesn't have to literally be Rocky Four, but like taking experimental steroids or doing oh. something to cheat in some way, maybe. Rick, maybe he's been Rick trained Zumble. by a robot to be a really Rick good arm, arm wrestler. Rick Zumble, the guy who plays his like final opponent, he's Canadian. Is that foreign enough? No, what's that? He's not evil. That's yeah, probably some engine will. We need someone to, to come in where uh, like waving a flag from the Middle East and uh, <laughs> have pointy shoes and be like, this guy, he cheats, <laughs> he, he, he does special, he does weird heroin-induced fucking steroids or something, I don't know, that, <laughs> that would work. Anyway, they don't do anything to make us care about anything in this film, so <laughs> why should we? No, they tell you to care through song. Well, how does the kid eventually turn from actually I do love and respect you and have bonded with you now, Dad? I don't know. He just sort of decides. It's just because he enjoys himself for once. He just likes yeah. me. Like being and... in bars and in cafes and stuff. And when he finds out that the letters are real, they don't exist. Then he. That's know. when he commits to trying to get his dad back. But before that, like he gets on board with learning how to arm wrestle and truck drive, uh, and just yeah, you can like it's weird as well because Stallone is like, oh, you think my fucking job is is piece of piss? Well, you try driving a truck. Oh, you're doing really well and can really. He doesn't drive the truck particularly well, but you know, for first time getting in a cab, he, in the cab and being the wrong size and not knowing how to drive, he drives the truck pretty well. And then it's like, wait, you haven't proved your point of you, Salon. You were saying, yeah, like it's a skilled <laughs> job being a truck driver. You literally proved a child can do it. It's literally child's play, and now your son has no respect for you because he's absolutely cucked you in your own truck. <laughs> but he, like, the kid comes round, and I think is it also the scene where they're in like an arcade. And some young whippersnappers. Oh, this fucking eighties punk kid. Um, like I'm just an adult man, like a big burly adult man, going up to some teenagers to wrestle my slightly scrawny son. This definitely isn't a hustle, and it shouldn't be a hustle because the kids never arm wrestled before. No, it's not like he would get destroyed. He's like that kid that he arm wrestles has like you could clearly see he has like developed biceps and the. Uh, what's his son's name, even? Boy. The name of the boy? Yeah. Mike. 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 Mike has, like, you see Mike's arms. Like, he doesn't have, like, he, he's not, like, he's not, like, a fucking muscle-bound kid. And he literally teaches him, no, 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 the way you win in a physical matchup with someone is you just believe you're going to. And it works! <laughs> Well, luckily, we, he loses the first one, but all apparently all arm wrestling, this proper arm wrestling, is, is best two, two out of three. Yeah. So that's lucky, isn't it? Because then we get all the drama in the world when you, oh, no, they've lost one. Oh, but he's won another. Now it's back to, you know, nothing has happened. So <laughs> the third time, my God, I can't believe it. And I guess they've conned this kid and his friends out of some pocket money for, you know, no. But at least your, your son likes you now because he's made you into a winner like him. I have a question about the hustler thing because uh, uh, yeah. whenever he's in that first arm wrestling match that Mike sees he says you're a hustler you hustled that guy and then they talk about it again with when Mike arm wrestles 
He didn't what are you talking about? No, a guy no. who knew him and knew he was a arm wrestler wanted to show off and prove, like Abby said, he had a bigger penis, and was like, "No, yeah. I'm tougher than you, and I we know you. You have won. a rep. To be a hustler, you'd have to be there. You'd have to be arm wrestling and not doing so good, and then be like, "No, yeah. I, I'm going to do it this time. Let's pay for big money, and then you win easily because you're secretly holding back." That would be a hustle, like him coming yeah. in with his scrawny son. Not knowing that he's been injecting full of steroids all week, <laughs> and then carding a kid out of his pocket money—that would be a hustle. But there's no hustle. It's just basic bitch advice yeah, and believe wins. in yourself. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He wins by like the power of positive thinking. Yeah, Anthony. At what point did you find this film was a fucking chore to sit through? <laughs> the beginning. Like I was fine with it until. Like after the like the when he storms the castle and and then he's way, but then after that it's like I don't care anymore. After he storms the castle, what? And then he goes goes away afterwards. Like he agrees to leave afterwards. Yeah, I didn't understand what had even really happened. Yeah, I don't. Uh... Like, does anyone really know why? Like, he, he the kid. The kid goes, the, the mum dies, the kid gets upset because he's like, if you hadn't picked me up in your truck, I would have been here. And I would have seen And then he goes, yeah, yeah, and then goes away with his granddad. And then Sylvester Stallone drives his truck through the, the gate or whatever, and then is arrested. Obviously, so as well. Kid, like, what were, yeah. What was he thinking at that point? Like, he's not being let and in, so like, smash well, the truck through the fucking house. The kid's like, well, yeah, this is clearly not going to be a healthy relationship, so... Fair enough. You know, and, yeah. and Stallone signs all the paperwork. Well, is it not, there's, more, there's more to it, because cause he gets arrested for his insane Grand Theft Auto shit. <laughs> like, he he gets rightly arrested and has spoiled any chances to be a reasonable dad. And then, because he's in jail, he gets he's getting bailed out under condition from the grandfather that, like, the grandfather's lawyer's there and is like, you fucking, you can come out as long as you stay away from the kid and agree to, like, yeah. sign over custody, right? And the thing that bucked my expectation was, Stallone plays it right in that he says, what does the kid want? And then the lawyer's like, well, you can talk to him. And I was like, what? what? The lawyer's going to let the kid talk to him? If you're an evil character and bad lawyers keeping your yeah. child away from a father, and then you're reasonably going, so the kid can obviously talk to you, that's fine. The, you can have a chance to manipulate him back to seeing things your way and apologise and win him over. And then it's like, no, no, let's have a conversation and it's fine. And Stallone then agrees. And the kid's like, oh, sad, but in fairness, Dad, yeah, my grandfather's rich. Really yeah. My dad, my, I know I do actually. I've only spent two days in a truck with you. I don't like you that much, you prick. But he's also not like shitty to Stallone either, really. Like, no, he's quite. He's, he's kind of respectful. Because there's no, there's no drama. Because there's like the grandfather's right, the kid's right, and all that should happen is maybe Stallone. If everyone's was more reasonable, Stallone could have visitation rights. The kid can spend a bit yeah. of time with him, uh, and he, as long as he doesn't drive through any more walls in his truck, you know. <laughs> I will at least say that was the most solid bit of actual melodrama in the film, though. It's of, like, legitimate storytelling drama, rather yes, than... Like, yeah. The two characters are actually talking. Yeah. Yeah. About, you know, their feelings. 
They're and not... it is sad. They're not doing a bit. It's not like awkward comedy bullshit. It's legit... it's the closest they get to like real characters. It's, he he leaves. He sells his truck for all reasons I also didn't fully understand. Well, you see, when you're let out of jail and you've agreed to sign your son away, and there's nothing stopping you going back to truck driving. You give up that, and you remember your dream was always to be an arm wrestling well, champion. Well, no, because he, he, he sells his truck so that he can win a truck. He, he sells his don't... truck so that he can win a truck and also bet on himself to get $700,000 and the prize money. They don't really mention that at all, that he's got like a million bucks and a new truck. And the, the, to muddy the waters, the granddad offers him a truck. So it's like win-win. Like, either you... Like, it's not... It's, the arm wrestling doesn't factor in, so it's not like if you lose no. the arm wrestling, you don't get a truck. But if you if you don't keep your son, you get a truck. If you win the arm wrestling, you get a truck. There's kind of... And if you, you know, make enough money, you can buy your old truck back, presumably. Like, there's no real problem, because <laughs> as soon as they leave the Generally. jail, they've solved the problem. The child will stay with the grandfather... Uh, it literally, he finds the letters and he wants to be with his dad because he realised his dad wasn't lying about sending letters to him that he never read. And okay, he's ran away and he wants to be with his dad, but Robert Lozier misses the child, teleports to where, uh, to Vegas, and then is like, him and Stallone, he like makes Stallone come in the middle of the tournament to come and see him. Because Ter- Terry Funk's like, oi. No, is it Terry Funk or someone else that says, come to the, come to see the bloke? I guess Terry Funk, and that Terry Funk is not like he's scary when he's being a wrestler, but in a movie he's too soft spoken to be like yeah, a scary. A very, he's got a nice granddad voice. Plus, yeah, why isn't he an arm wrestler? Voice. He's a wrestler. Yeah. He's one just add arm to it, and he could be like in cutoffs and have him just be Terry Funk, but an arm wrestler, and just be one of the um, some bodyguard guys. Rubbish. Do you know? Uh, <laughs> Robert Loge's appearances in this film remind me of that one clip that people use that's been, like, memed. I don't know what TV show it's from, but it's that guy you just turning up going, surprise, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> that's how Robert Loge appears in this film. Yeah. And it, but, if... So so two things could have happened. One, you catch up with your grandson and, and you get him back. Or... Stallone has met the grandson, or his own, he's met his son, and as the kid has come round to him, and he, and then Stallone's like, "Oh, you do want to be with me? Maybe I should fight your granddad and like fight for your rights, and maybe we can, maybe there's a way we can stay together, even though I've agreed." So, but that doesn't happen. Cause Stallone isn't aware of him yet because he has, he's still. There's like a, we keep cutting back to the kid driving down various highways, <laughs> impossibly able to drive now and navigate. And it's just like, wait, why, why are we having this problem? Like he throws, to, like, he, like Robert Lozier's like, I knew there'd be a problem. Like, does he assume that the kid's already back with Stallone? Can't he? Assume? I think they realise he's gone. So yeah, why is I, it? I assume what's happening is he's gone there, and in a better script, this would make sense <laughs> because, uh, like, there's there's always a chance the kid would change his mind, and that would be a big factor in right. Being able to take custody of him. yeah, but actually, yeah. but there's no jeopardy because he's already signed away the rights, and the kid isn't with him. They haven't found the kid, so why are you buying? You've bought a truck to persuade the arm wrestling truck driver 
to stay away. It's like he is away. Like you came to him. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> it don't make sense. And then and then Cherry Funk's like, my boss was talking to you. And then he gets thrown through a fucking glass window, uh, glass door. Yeah, I guess because they had to do something with him. Yeah, he's going to take a mad bump. Yeah, he'll be upset. Um, it's like the one bit of actual action in the film. Like it woke me up. I was like, oh fuck! <laughs> Abby, it happens. Oh sorry, Abby. Um, at what point in the film did you realise you'd made a big mistake? <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't a moment. Okay. It was just sort yeah. of a slow creep. Yeah. The whole thing's a slow creep. Mm. <laughs> of, of like a ten-year-old trying to drive a truck in the hard shoulder. Well, what's interesting is that after all of that, and that, and now we finally get to the beginning of the movie over the top, <laughs> which sure. is a thirty-minute film at is the that, end of this film. Is that is the phrase over the top or arm wrestling term? They mention it as like it's something to say, right? Is it, a, is it a thing in arm wrestling so. when you have the other opponent? Like, when you're winning, your arm is over the top of the other one? Yes, you're going over the top to win. Is there any other way you can't go underneath to win, can you? Well, no, but if you were losing, you'd be underneath and they would be over the top. But there's... Like, think the about top. the motion of your arm. There's two things in arm wrestling. One way or the other way. And then we have the only other drama we have is if your hands are really sweaty and slippery, you come loose, and the ref has to go. Hang on, no, whoa, 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 <laughs> was that a foul or not? Like that's the only thing of controversy that happens is a slippery hand, and then you're not allowed. Like you're allowed to hold something on the table, a proper arm wrestling table with cushions and a a thing for holding on with your other hand. And is there is there anything to do with like this? Sort of, people when they arm wrestle and when when it, I don't know the last my arm wrestle was like in school for no reason in like a. <laughs> Yeah, and like in one of the last day of term board playing cards or something, people talk about oh, you can lock your wrist and it's impossible. You go, is that a thing? I don't doesn't sound like a thing. Is there anything in arm wrestle beyond shove the hand the other way? Like, there's no, there like illegal liens or techniques you could use, like you slip in your I'm, elbow a certain way, or I don't know. I think your elbow has to be on the table. Is yeah. one. You yes, know, that's a definite because like yeah, because yeah, if you lift it up, you're just using your entire body weight. Also, they, like, have a bit, they have a big wrestling uh, arm wrestling tournament, and it, it, much like in the film uh, The Colour of Money, where they have simultaneous games of pool happening to an audience, you're like, is this interesting to watch? Like, how can you watch multiple arm wrestles at the same time? How can you watch yeah, one arm wrestle? Point. It's so boring. Like, which one are you supposed to look at? <laughs> you're like, uh, there's be- the, the higher seeds are more interesting, are they? Or, oh, that's an interesting matchup, that guy and that guy. Uh, the Cincinnati... Fish versus the fucking, uh, <laughs> fucking the lumberjack. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, what? What are we? If you're, a, if you're, you got some free time in Vegas. You've, you've got a bit tired of the slot machines. Oh, the arm wrestling championships are on. Two tickets to the arm wrestling championships, please. Oh, great! There's some women in this one. There's some talking women I... who we never <laughs> see the champion of. We we show the women arm wrestling women in the montages winning fights and losing fights. But we don't care about them once the men's final is on, like all I will, sports. <laughs> I will say, having like spent a weekend in Vegas, I can definitely imagine. Because the weird thing about Vegas, especially like depending on where you stay when you're there, if you stay in one of like the big like hotels, 
they're all everything's like indoors and has like artificial daylight and there's no clocks anywhere so you do you do like lose track of what day it is and what time it is and a lot of the time you just are drinking alcohol for most of the day. Oh, the way that's um, it. You're pissed and you don't know what's going on, so you go to the arm wrestling. You just, yeah, I was going to say, you, you're like, you, you know, you're a good four beers in and it's like 2 p.m. And you're like, When's Penn oh, and Taylor going to be on? Is this Penn and Taylor? Is this it? Are they going to do a bullet catch? What's happening? <laughs> but yeah, I can absolutely see, like, seeing an arm wrestling thing and being like, a few beers in and being like, oh, sounds great. <laughs> Especially because you can sit down and watch. Abby, you're, and they'll you're, keep bringing you drinks. Abby, you're a big fan of World's Strongest Man, and you've you've pulled me along into your interest of burly men lifting things. This, that Not at least... things. Weird-shaped things. I know, you're really selling it. But <laughs> they, 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 at least they have a right. It's like burly men doing a strength test, but at least it's lots of different things, right? And different techniques. Like, they stand inside a hollowed-out car, pick it up, and then do a funny little walk to the end of a race. <laughs> that is, most of the events do look like a grown man shitting himself to death, but the car <laughs> thing is funny. <laughs> but the arm wrestling is literally just one thing and nothing else. And it's like, um, again, going to bring it back to professional wrestling, but it's like, you know the moments in a one-on-one wrestling match where they do a move that is just for the both of them to like take a breather and uh, like the like, like one gets another in a sleeper hold. Yeah, and they do the like right. the ref once they're both like caught up. The ref does the arm thing so they can pick the action back up again. It's like if that was the entire match. <laughs> it's the sleeper hold match. Yeah. Um. I guess the only other thing it's a bit like is bodybuilding, but that's like showing off your muscles that they don't have any purpose. Um, it's just, just how the... can you look? Yeah, how orange and lumpy can you be? Veiny. Because these guys are all sweaty and veiny and weird. At least they have, but they have gimmicks, sort of. Yeah, I do like that they have. We never get to see much of them, but I like that they do have like characters that they are, like the guy who drinks the engine oil. Okay, so. That was the one joke that I liked in the film. And I don't know if it's because it's actually funny or that it's the only actual joke film. Because <laughs> um, that's the other thing about this film, is it's fucking humorless. Um, it's very saccharine as well. There's a lot of like yes. father and son happy moments and sad bits. No. But no talk, like heart to heart talks and stuff. No jokes. Like just no it's like. It's not levity. over the top at all, is yeah. it, really? And yeah. you know oil drinking guy, that's over yeah. the top. That guy chugging the engine oil to like psych out Sylvester Stallone, and then a little bit later, dropping Alka Seltzer into a, into a glass of water and drinking it and looking uncomfortable. Uh, I did. I laughed at that. I just I did not expect him drinking the oil to have a follow up. It's good. It's subtle as well. Like it's just there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. It's just it's a nice little joke. I was like, oh, I wish the rest of the film had d- jokes in it. Do you know what, Abby? You mentioned Chris Guest, didn't you? This works mm. as a Chris Guest movie where you have if you have loads of sit down interviews with ridiculous yep. arm wrestlers who tour the world and they have weird husbands or wives mm-hmm. and you just get it to be this odd little like like what's the like uh, what's that dog competition one or the Best in Show. Best in show, right? Like just like that. Instead of crafts yeah. it's arm wrestling and they have like little merch stands I am like Jimmy Bicep or Malcolm the Engine <laughs> or whatever their fucking names are. 
Thunderbolt Bill. I, I can't remember. And they're all just different weird characters. Get comedy actors in in muscle suits. No, this last like half an hour of the film is sweat, mu- sweaty muscle montage. That's all it is, though. Yeah. But, um, no, like it's not. I don't know if it. There's. It's not good necessarily, but I also don't know if that's because of the fucking hour that preceded it has just like, like drained it's, any interest I have. It's finally, it's finally it, the bit about the film. It's the film that it is advertised. It's finally the premise, but yeah. um, but it's also like it's filmed really differently. Like it suddenly takes on this almost like like cinema verite thing of like now the camera's moving around and it like it's very like uh in like it's filmed in such a way that you're like in the crowd or at points like you're very much right up in the faces of the arm wrestlers and like there's a lot of quick cuts, there's a lot of movement, there's a lot of momentum. The rest of the film was not like this in the fucking slices. Like the rest of the film was all just Big bland empty shots of nothing happening. Well, it's because it's they a man. Sorry, Abby, go on. They try to go for like vista shots every so often, but I think they were just sort of like they were time. Well, no, I think they thought it was prettier than it was. Yeah, because <laughs> highways highways don't go through the best terrain. They go through the bit boring bit where there isn't anything. Which can't like a, of terrain. Yeah, they go through the out, out get it away from the fucking main town because it's annoying, and um, you know, there they might be the odd desert shot that can be beautiful, but yeah, truck highways aren't interesting generally, are they? Well, the thing is, it depends on who's directing ah, and who true. is doing the cinematography. Because, like, if you take something like I don't know, No Country for Old Men, that's a movie that has lots of very flat, expansive desert in it. But it looks fucking amazing. But part yeah. of that is atmosphere and intent and it's storytelling not as well. Like film. just Convoy, which is about truck driving, has hammy but enjoyable action movie. Like it's comedy, lo- yeah. lots of comedy jokes and tropes and over the top plot. But it, it, it has an over the top uh, plot somehow. Yeah, but like it's just having fun and it's got characters you can quickly understand yeah. and relate to. Not just father and son melodrama followed by. A very quick wrestling tournament, arm wrestling tournament, where the only jeopardy is the announcers make it very clear it's a two out of fucking. If you if you Ugh. if you lose twice, you're out competition. Yeah. So Stallone can lose and injure himself a bit, and then eventually, after the longest time, having told Robert Lozier to piss off backstage as well, he's basically gone right. I'm still going to do it. Oh, my son's here. I, am I going to see him in the crowd? Not straight away. Gonna be arm wrestling. Am I gonna see? Like, does he actually see his son before he wins? Or he must yes. do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, probably in the worst bit of acting, versus Stallone in the whole film is when he is finally like reunited with Mike, and he's just like, Mike, what are, what are you doing here? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this like really crappy bit about him being like, oh, I've hurt my arm. Yeah, and then the kid has to give him a pep talk. It's just like <sighs> I am not feeling this at all. Well, this is, the other issue with this film is how much shit is just in it to get it over the finish line of being long enough to be a film. <laughs> like 
there are so many scenes that are just nothing. And even during this, you know, I'm being vaguely complimentary about this chunk of the film, but there are so many bits in the arm wrestling matches where like, no, more more slow motion. We need more slow motion in this. And it's like, it no, it's to it's to make it dramatic. No, it's fucking not. It's to have the fucking running time. But not just that, like how do you slow motion arm wrestling? It is <laughs> essentially slow motion moving arm. Oh, well, the, the, only, the only thing they set up as was, well is... Uh, sorry, go on, Abby. I was going to say, like, visually you didn't need the slow motion, but those animal sounds they were making <laughs> when that was slowed down. Oh, that was oh, incredible. I kind of, I was in it for the shit talking because it's so lame. It's like, un- yeah. nothing is going to put you off going, uh, it'll be down to how strong I am. If you've called me a pussy or said, I, I fucking own you. I, if I'm if I'm fucking shuddering and sweating and staring into your eyes, going, I own you. It's like, all right, well, we'll see. <laughs> Chill out. Oh no, I'm so psychologically damaged. Like you want to have someone come in and like karate chop like a breeze block, and then you'd be like, oh shit, that is no, actually <laughs> again coming back to it again. What you need is Macho Man Randy Savage doing a full on insane ad-libbed promo about coffee creamer or whatever the fuck he's talking about. And then to douse his arm in, in like, lighter fluid and set it on fire and be like, oh, yeah! Like, slam his glove on and be like, whoa! <laughs> and then to drop an elbow onto the... He does he stands on a turnbuckle, drops an elbow into position to arm wrestle. <laughs> Fucking slap it to, it's snap into a slim gym! <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna snap you like a slim Jim. <laughs> That's it. There it is. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but like, no. But like, the only thing that they set up is the Big Show Bull. This is Bull, right? We said because the Smasher. And yeah, Bull, yeah. The right? bad guy with the friendly face. And he's like, "I'm gonna arm wrestle me, you prick." And he's like, "No, I've just, don't, Dad, don't do it, Dad. You just fucking had an arm wrestle. I don't know if the kid sticks up for him." But like, he's like, "Nah, I'll see you in Vegas. Come on, yeah. f- face me." No, in Vegas, seriously, I can't be asked. So the a, a big issue. Big issue. <laughs> I knew, I knew you were going to do that as soon as I, as soon as I waited one second before saying anything. <laughs> um, with this last chunk of the film and all of this sort of artificial tension in the actual competition, is he's clearly going to win. And like, yeah. you know, there's what no if he way doesn't that... win? Then he'll be down a, he'll be down a truck, the money, his son, another truck. Well, this <laughs> film would honestly be more interesting if he didn't. Like yeah. part of what makes the first Rocky spoilers good. Yeah, spoilers by the way for Rocky One from 1970, whatever. <laughs> um, it is that he doesn't win at the end. Um, yeah, and. It's like it's a it, it's a swerve because you, you're building so much and there's so much riding on it that when he doesn't win, it, it's the victory is more going the distance than it is him actually winning the match and it, there's more to it. Do you know what um, that made sense? So Sylvester Sloan was married to this kid's mum, and maybe he threw his life away chasing his arm wrestling dream for years, he was, he was like always entering the competition, he was never there, there you go. because he was doing truck driving to pay the bills, but he was constantly just down Gold's gym, pumping a hand, yeah. and spending no time looking after the... With his one out, you know. giant arm. Yeah. 
<laughs> and so he'd never won any. You know, every year he enters and he doesn't win or something goes wrong. Yeah. Or, and he's wasted their money and yep. but he's obsessed with it. And then he wins, but maybe it loses. So maybe either he has to lose and go back and be with his son, or he wins and then like never sees his kid again, like in the wrestler, where he commits, yeah, he commits just, to what he always has done and fucks up and, and maybe dies. Yeah, um, sure. But like, yeah, and it, but yeah, there's you, you you know he's going to win because the whole film has been so fucking sappy and just bleh, the there's, whole thing. There's no lesson in winning other than. Win. Americans win things, and your 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 goodness as a person is measured in trophies. <laughs> so that's, you've proven to Robert Lozier <laughs> nothing. He didn't say you couldn't win arm wrestling. No, no, it doesn't mean anything. And Robert Lozier, I guess, just gives up. <laughs> He's like, fair enough. I guess now that my grandson is hugging you and looks cool about it, I guess I am being a bit unreasonable. I suppose. Like, he, he's won a truck. What do they do with the truck? Like, so Robert Lowe's has offered him a truck to leave the kid alone. The, but so Lowe's won a truck at the end because luckily, what if someone else had won? Maybe they didn't want a truck. Like, it's a bit like in Bullseye where you've won, you live in like uh, Milton Keynes and you've won a speedboat. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. um, how am I going oh, bet- to I sell that, do I? Yeah, this is much more of a burden than the price. It's not like they're um, even sponsored by a truck company, are they? They're nothing, no sponsorship. I, maybe, but like... Abby, what would you that's... do if you'd won a truck in an arm wrestling contest? You could have. Oh, the women didn't win a truck. They just get a lesser amount of money. What would you do, Abby? You won a truck. Do you become a trucker? Um, well, that's more difficult because I could just give it to you. I'm not a trucker. <laughs> I can't even drive. It's also not the same in the UK. Like the the trucker lifestyle isn't quite what it the is. Lorry in lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> Ginsters pasties, lorry driving, <laughs> and basically the longest trip you get is if you have to go to France or somewhere. Yeah, like truck truckers in in the US, like for periods of time, will like live in their truck and on the road. British ones do as well, so but mainly because they're stuck at Dover due to Brexit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and everybody knows where Lee Delamere is and is really impressed by it. Fuck, don't this Lee Delamere, mate. You bet, you know <laughs> Lee Delamere is the place to stop on that on the M4, mate. See, <laughs> I could be. Tr- maybe I will become a trucker after Abby wins the arm wrestling. I don't know. Is there, is there more stuff you want to say, Abby? Because I feel like you put this forward uh, it's for you to really sell it to us or to admit uh, that it was a turkey, as you <laughs> sort of already did. It's not the absolute worst. Like, it's still got, like, some things going for it. So I feel... I don't feel too ashamed. It's the best arm it... wrestling movie I've seen. <laughs> so it's not, like, dog shit. But I do ah, feel I like that. Oh, no, it's, it's, no, you like Super Mario Brothers. You're not allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> like it? Well. <clears throat> but it's like, no, I've seen worse things than this. Mm. It's not many, but they <laughs> exist. And I don't know. I feel like this was due, and I accept it with grace. <laughs> yeah. for, for me though, it was never gonna. It was never a good premise. Arm wrestling isn't interesting, 
having a whole movie about getting good at it, or not even getting good, he is good at it, and then he wins eventually, and trying to win yeah. his son over to your uh, trucker lifestyle from his posh boy army cadet school or whatever. There's nothing there, and they fail with some really obvious plot opportunities to make sense. So it's it sucks on its own. Like, it's terrible as an idea, but it sucks as they executed it because it just fucking had loads of plot holes that made no sense and no rhyme or reason and just contrivances. Like, the car driving of a kid is a con- contrivance too far. And it's all, it's just like a chore of a film, really. It, it's got a few what? bits that you can chuckle at, but it really makes you fucking sit through some shite. <laughs> And the music, the, fuck off. Yeah, I know, I know. One of the one of the real problems I have with it, with any with not just with the film, but like really with anything, um, like film, TV, music, any sort of like art that's put out as like also content, um, or media or whatever, is when you can really, really tell. No one making it gave a shit. Like, <laughs> like when it really like shines through that like no one involved in a project really wanted to make it. Yeah, like I oh um, I'm really passionate in arm wrestling. I want to show the world why it's good. No, you didn't like arm uh, wrestling. It's the like, only thing you could think of to do nothing, as a ripoff movie. There's nothing in this film, and maybe I know the guy who wrote the script apparently was really upset with the film. Um, and apparently I, wrote this, they... I wrote this amazing piece about the love of the road and truckers. And... I mean, I mean no, what I... I think happened is they were two different scripts and they I, matched yes. them together. It definitely does have that uh, some sense to it a little bit. Um, Speculate about yeah, the script time. <laughs> but yeah, um, but it's, yeah, apparently it was like completely different. And Stallone also said that like, he almost wished he'd directed it because he would have done it. He had like a lot of different ideas to how it should have gone. And like, it just, yeah, it sounds like it was an idea and it got taken and just turned into what's the quickest way we can guarantee this to be some kind of hit. Kids love Nintendo, like, put that stuff, put an arcade in. It's the 80s. They're all <laughs> in arcades all the time. And Stallone was like. I was just going to ask if Golden Globes were known for that, because they are quite famous, but I don't know what they're famous. If they're famous in a good way or famous in a bad way. I think it's mostly for this kind of thing. Ah. Um, And it's, yeah, it's like pumping out a film to make money, basically. And it's like, it's that kind of, and that, to an extent, that's, I'm okay with that. Like, I don't always necessarily hate the idea that, like, someone's making art to make profit, because, like, yeah, fine, whatever. But when you can feel it in whatever that art is, like, it's, 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 the film is artless. Like, it's just, here, here it is. There you like, go. Is that, is that a thing? Is this out. a thing? And the answer is no, it's not a thing. <laughs> and the only merit it has is, like, right at the end where they do kind of make something that's a little bit more creative, but it was like no one was interested in doing that for an hour and a half, and they were like, nah, fucking stop twatting around, come on. Let's pump out some more shit. Put some more songs in here. And that's the problem with this. Like, the songs really capture that sense, too, because they're those sort of, like, schmaltzy fucking 80s soft rock ballads that are also just fucking artless and, like, just just like 
saccharine, manipulative, and really like fucking hard to listen to because you're like, ugh. <laughs> it's like pop country. Like, it's just awful. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, you got anything you want to add to our condemning words? <laughs> like I said at the beginning, it's just coming into it with all the expectations that it presents to you in its premise and its name and its stars and it delivers this just melodrama, which isn't even a full... Like, if it went full tilt melodrama, maybe it could have worked. If the kid had been like, you're tearing me apart! He wants one thing, you want another! Yeah, it's that it's, it's not even entertainingly bad. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of like a counterpoint to the last... Um, podcast we recorded the hard way where both of these both of these films have an absolutely standard mediocre script but the Mm. difference is is, you know with the hard way everyone is trying to make it a film where everyone here is just on autopilot or not caring you could switch you could switch the titles the hard way was over the top. He's like dangling from his own <laughs> yeah. face, and there's huge explosions. And then this could be the hard way because it's so fucking hard to watch. <laughs> perfect. They just need to switch titles, isn't it? It's still like Abby said. We've done worse. Like the Avengers was worse. Sweet, <laughs> but it was. They had robot a coherent film. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> you can't complain. You can complain that it didn't make sense, but it at least had a beginning and a middle and an end, even if they all suck. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's not that it didn't make sense. It's that it was... No, it didn't was, make sense. The plot was so basic and thin yeah, it, it, that you could summarise it in a sentence. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... Like Rick said, he's good at arm wrestling, and he wins. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> trucker gets ki- ki- wins kid back by being salt of the earth trucker who's good at arm wrestling. Grandfather gets fights for the kid and then fucks it up. Like you know, it's not uh, it's not really any more than that, is it? I don't know. But anyway, we we tried. Uh, we we sampled a bit of eighties uh, machismo, and we all so, feel a bit sick. So good. I I there are. Two good arm wrestling scenes that I can think of in media. One, David Cronenberg's remake of The Fly, where he snaps that guy's forearm unexpectedly, mm-hmm. like in half. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the one from uh, the Twin Peaks: The Return, um, which I won't go into explaining fully, but involves how the clock and punching a guy's face completely in. Um, I shared it in the chat. You should watch it. It's great because Carl McLaughlin is surprisingly intimidating and <laughs> playing evil. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it's just not bother with arm wrestling. <laughs> it's too sweaty and it's a little bit too, like, it's not even that it's homoerotic, it's unerotic. <laughs> no, exactly. That's the thing. At least pro wrestling has that element going for it as well. Like grappling each other in compromising positions. <laughs> also, like, oh, you're good at arm wrestling. Well, I have a knife or a gun and go away. Like, you're not going to... Oh, I have muscly arms. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, you I might still be able like to The idea of a, to- a tournament of men all with big muscular right arms and normal-sized left arms. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I mean, 
Yeah, I know. I prefer just get animals involved, make it into a blood sport. Real inhumane, awful cock fights or dog fights. It's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's the other thing. There's so many other better Stallone movies and 80s cheese movies. This is not one to bother with, really. But we did bother. And now I I'm feel bothered. like Sylvester Stone would also say the same. But like, pretty much has said the same thing because he even said he maybe he did it for the money because he didn't think anyone would see it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he obviously preferred making Rocky Fair movies. Enough. Yeah, nobody predicted how much the internet would just dig up, dig up, like and eviscerate this. your past. I th- is it better media. or worse? Is it better than worse than Stop or My Mom Will Shoot? Worse. It is worse. It is boring. Because at least that's entertainingly bad. That's true. Anyway, kisses. Love you. Don't arm wrestle. Arm friend. Make friends with people and their arms. Shake hands. Let's have a shake hands competition. Bloody woke brigade spoiling arm wrestling with their shake hands competitions. Can't do anything. Oh, hello, Frank Stallone. Where did you come from? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.